He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My... Well, why do I say it like that? Why don't I say, hey, what's going on? Hey, man, how are you? Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast. I guess at the beginning it sounds it sounds dramatic. Like, welcome, like, here we go again. Welcome to the, yes, it's me coming to you in your ears, hopefully in your brain, and most important, in your heart. Welcome, welcome to the Getting My... You know what? Welcome. Welcome to the... Hey, welcome. Hey, I haven't seen you... Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. I hope your week is off to a great start, and I appreciate everyone who reached out to me over the last week to find out if, A, I had killed myself after that mic, (laughs) and B, uh, wishing me well through the Southern California Hurricane Hillary. So, as you may, it doesn't matter, I'm not here to call out my shortcomings, I didn't put out a podcast on Friday, and that's only for good reasons. It's only because I now have way too busy of a daily social calendar. I see friends and family all the time. (laughs) And I'm just, you know what I've done tonight on this Thursday night? I've carved out space for myself after dinner, simply sitting in my car, talking to you. I thought I was going somewhere with that, but I feel more independent sitting in my car right now than I have since I've been in California. I'm 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 breathing. Not that I'm not breathing elsewhere. I'm still getting my feet on the ground, uh, under me, and I'll talk about that. So I appreciate everyone who was like, "Why didn't you put out a podcast on Friday?" And also wondering if, dude, was that open mic that bad that you just quit the podcast? No, of course not. And then, of course, how how was Hurricane Hillary? Please be safe and all that. Let me tell you about that open mic. And I'm not going to tell you any more about it. I discussed it plenty on the last episode. It sucked. It was fucking excruciating. And that's what they're supposed to be. Not all of them. Not the Laughing Skull Lounge open mic. But open mics like that, where there's 60 people on it to drag on for three hours, they should be fucking horrible. They are meant, whether intentionally or not, to separate people who want to be stand-up comics from those who don't. That's simply it. Do you want to be a stand-up comic, or do you want to say you want to be a stand-up comic? If you want to be a stand-up comic, you endure horrific nights like that. (laughs) Like I did. It's, it's the story of life, and, and it's why stand-up appeals to me so much. At any turn, among any pursuit in your life, and here comes the self, new listeners, this is a self-help comedy, military history, American hypocrisy, and I added one the other day, maybe San Diego Padres casual fan, San Diego Padres casual podcast. The Padres are winning 6-2 to two right now, but they were winning 6 nothing. In any pursuit in life, this is the self-help part, you are going to face any number of things that could, in in my lang- language, my, uh, I was going to say my lingo, la- language, it's the whole same fucking thing, can weed you out, right? Everyone is swimming for the same objective. 
there are things at all different occasions, at all different times that can weed you out while other people keep going. How come you dropped out of college? Because you failed that 8 a.m. biology class that you didn't want to get up to or you didn't want to go to bed early enough to get up to, to freeze your ass in the morning or to boil your ass, whatever it is, to drive, to park, to walk. Parking sucks. Yes, I know. I'm drawn to things that weed people out. That's why I have enjoyed a 35-year distinguished career as a United States Marine. (laughs) I, I just stole valor. I didn't steal valor. You know that I'm not a Marine. Anyone who looks at me knows or listens to me for five seconds knows I'm not a Marine. But I'm drawn to the things that weed you out. So when I talk about that open mic sucking a sack, that's what it's supposed to be. Would it have weeded me out? No, because I'm hard-headed. I would go back there repeatedly if I were just starting out as a stand-up comic. Since I'm not, I'm not going back there repeatedly to be number 65 on a lineup. But I have no quarrel with Mike sucking. That's what they do. My daughter, I've now inculcated this expression into her head. I will say to her, I will say to her, Hey girl, if this were easy, what would happen? And she says, Anybody would do it. And that's the truth. If it were easy, anyone could do it. Anyone would do it. So thank you for the well-wishers of support around that mic. Sounds awful. Comic friends were cracking up because it (laughs) resonated. I didn't want to kill myself after that mic. What was interesting was a first-time scenario. And comics, you'll understand this. There have been lots of times where I've wanted to, you know, figuratively kill myself after a stand-up comedy show or after an open mic. But that was the first one that I wanted to kill myself before I went up. It got to that place. It was excruciating, and I wanted to kill myself before I went up. And you know what? As it turns out, I didn't have to. The guy lied to me after 30 seconds. I roasted him or I talked shit about it. I wasn't even roasting in a funny, clever, gathered the eight people in the room. Because what I didn't want, and I was telling someone about this who listened, like, dude, it sounds pretty rough. I'm like, that's what mics are supposed to be. This is a non-comic. What I said to that person was, comics, you'll appreciate this. You wait all goddamn night to do a spot. You tell yourself over and over, I want to tell these jokes. This is why I've written them. This is what I have to say. This is what has compelled me to be away from my family to invest this time doing this thing that makes me feel most like myself. I don't want to, which is so tempting at an open mic, to just recap all the dumb shit that's happened previously. I don't want to talk about person said this or person said that or how the room was hot and now it's dead. I just want to tell these jokes. And I didn't. (laughs) Uh, Because the guy lied to me after 30 seconds and I talked shit about him and the other guy and anything. So anyway... I never wanted to kill myself after it, but it was the first one as I saw the night evolve from terrible to good to really good when all the crowd filled in and there were a couple good sets in the middle. Like, this is a show now. But then it was like everyone sort of got tired and hungover and fell asleep and dwindled and left the room and then it was fucking dead and then some just, you know, wild wild language, wild perspective that didn't warm up the room or bring joy to it. It was, you know, kind of uh, edgelordy. 
I just wanted to, you know, just pull the curtains. <laughs> so thank you for reaching out. I, 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 I'm in a honeymoon phase in my relationship with San Diego, which why would I want to fuck it up and go to those things? So what I've decided to do is enjoy spending time with my wife at home until my daughter starts school in one, one and a half weeks. And then I'm going to go full throttle like I did in Atlanta and have done before. Uh, I'm just enjoying this nice sort of transition. In part because uh, my social calendar is filled up immensely. Also, I'm going to have to do something about the car here because it's really warming up. So I'm not going to... I'm going to... I mean, tomorrow, tonight, or whenever you listen to this, is Tuesday... I am going to try to get on at the comedy score, comedy store in La Jolla, enter that lottery thing, and try to go do a spot there. But I am, uh, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying kind of being domesticated. It's been a long time since I've been a house cat, and uh, it, it's, it's. I like my family, even though my daughter goes to sleep, I can go out. It's kind of like being, being old dad, old husband sitting around. So she starts school the week after Labor Day, and then it's uh, it's it's balls to the wall, bro, locked and loaded. Anyway, that's where I am. I'm enjoying this phase. I'm very busy with my life, which in Atlanta, I never saw friends. I just did stand-up and then hung around my neighbor. I mean... If your neighbor who listens to the podcast or anybody else's neighborhood, I don't mean that you're not my friends. I just mean like, <laughs> I never saw friends. It was only people in the neighborhood. Well, I'm getting caught up with a lot of family members. I'm moving on from that point. I'm getting caught up with a lot of family members and friends in San Diego, and it's time consuming. <laughs> so I'll like go to my niece's basketball practice on a Saturday afternoon. Like this, let me just take you through it here. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you about my time commitments, but I want to, I, before I forget, I want to tell you about the, the great storm that was or wasn't, depending on your perspective. You would have thought the way that the local media, and by that I mean the San Diego Union-Tribune hyped up, and the LA Times for that matter, hyped up the storm, Hurricane Hillary, that it was going to be a monster. It was going to cause a lot of havoc. And you know what? It did, candidly. It did to a lot of Mexico, Baja Mexico in particular, and which is that little that little uh, leg that you see off the uh, leg of land. It's a leg of lamb. Kind of is like a leg of lamb. A little dog leg left. It, it wreaked tremendous havoc and wreaked tremendous havoc through San Diego County. However, it does not seem to have been as bad as expected because it hit Mexico sooner and lost its intensity or whatever else but it fucked up a lot of the desert and a lot of desert and a lot of desert mountain uh, a lot of flooding and the flooding that will still come but i live in the city i live in a a concrete world and it with the experience of what was going to happen was much like covid people were running to the stores stock up on gas and get flashlights and batteries and power is going to be out for days and I'll tell you what I really, I, I don't even know who put this into my bloodstream, but I really kind of got irritated with guy who says the hype is overblown. And I don't know, I, you know, this is bullshit. And I even joked with my brother saying, 
dude, I could be like Atlanta guy. Like, man, in Georgia, we get storms like this every day. Well, it's not Georgia, okay? And the infrastructure in Atlanta, while archaic to say the least, uh, the first responders, the authorities, and the media, they know how to handle severe weather. People in Southern California don't. The institutions, the government, they, they don't know how to handle it. But so, so I empathize with why we're going to over-prepare. I get it. I totally get why, why everyone's like, stay at home, don't do anything. When really the experience where I live, again, in the city, not in a low-lying area that's going to get slaughtered by water running down from a hill, was just like a steady rain for nine hours with a few gusts of wind that were no more or less to my experience than the gust of wind you'd normally experience at the beach or in a, in a, in a thunderstorm in Atlanta. They weren't even close to those. So it really was not that big of a deal. And I, I got to fix this air. I got to start the car just a second. Let me asphyxiate myself. All right, so the air conditioning's on. So the experience of the storm was basically, it just rained. That was my experience of the storm. But what was great, and there were a few gusts of wind. We did lose a big, I told you we live on a canyon. One of uh, the trees in the canyon lost a big limb that crashed over into our uh, backyard, but it was not a big deal, and I pulled it up so it won't turn into firewood in six weeks when I'm sure everything dries out again. And we head into fire season in Southern California. The experience was that. Heavy rain, few gusts. The preparation, the hype, the people like, dude, this is going to be nothing. They just overblow. I don't even know where that came from, but it was seeping into my bones from elsewhere. And my thought was... Yeah, they have to over-prepare because they don't want to get caught with their you-know-what in their you-know-what. The other thing is, you from where you sit might not at all be exposed or at risk to a severe, a severe uh, whatever it's called, thunderstorm. But there are lots of people in areas that are not like yours that are going to be exposed. So have a little goddamn self-awareness, okay? As it was with COVID, I mentioned, uh, you know, stock up on gas, stock up on batteries, all that sort of thing. Sunday morning, there was nobody out and it was just misting. But everyone was wondering, when's it going to happen? Is it coming? What's going on? Nothing was really happening except a nice misting, a gray misting. But it still was like 74 degrees on Sunday morning. So what did I do? I went for a run after we had coffee and breakfast and all that. I went, or I didn't have breakfast, you know, that I'm not going to run on a full stomach, okay? I like to uh, I like to run light, if you know what I mean. You athletes out there, you runners, you, you know what I mean when I say run light? <laughs> Why are you waiting to go for a run? Because I'm, I'm not quite light yet. I went for a lovely four-mile run. It's all flat. There are hills in California, of course. But it's not like Atlanta, which is like literally at the bottom of the, what is it, the Smoky Mountains? 
or uh, I think it's the Smoky Mountains. Atlanta is very, very hilly. San Diego is not. So you run, you feel more in shape, you feel more strong running on flat surfaces. It was phenomenal. And I'm integrating myself back into this goddamn city. On my run, I looped around. I took a long loop. I ran by our uh, this Cesar Chavez, the legendary, iconic farm work, farm work, farm leader, farm worker leader. Right? He was pushing uh, to represent the farm workers in the fields, and uh, you know have them get a little bigger piece of the pie than they were getting. Cesar Chavez, si se puede. There's a billboard near our house. We go by it all the time. My daughter relentlessly asks, how do you pronounce, how do you say his name? Is it Cesar Chavez? Is it, which they, you know, in LA they call it Chavez Ravine. And I say, well, in Spanish I think you'd say Cesar Chavez. But saying his name sort of as an English native speaker, you might say, Cesar Chavez. <laughs> anyway, I ran by his billboard, Si Se Puede, Yes We Can. And then I started running down this long, busy street near my house, the place where I told you I stopped in and had a pint of beer, and the guy's like, hey man, how you doing? And I haven't seen him in 20 odd years. I'm running by him. I run by the bar, which of course is open at like 10 a.m. on the Sunday morning. He's a day bartender. I pop my head in. The same, you know what, I should I should revisit that. Because it might have been, was it that Saturday? It was that Saturday. I'm sorry. This is why I need to do two podcasts, to catch you up on all this nonsense. I'm a man who's returned as a middle-aged man to the, the, the city of his 20s and early 30s. To, uh, who's reintegrating into that, into that city. And those places and those people. So that's where we are. And running past this guy the other day, I popped my head in. And I just waved at him. He's like, hey, you're going to come in, say hello. I'm like, I'm wet, I'm soaking. But there's the guy, another guy sitting uh, sitting at the bar. So I'm talking to the bartender. A guy sitting at the bar who I'd met the day before. I'd met the day before. How did I meet him? Well, on my run the day before, I ran by the same bar. They're open. They have the window out in front, which is now, you know, everybody's got a window to their business after COVID. I pop my head in, and you know what it is? I said, I'm catching up with friends and family. Really, all my friends, those are long-time friends and family. All my friends and family are in it. All my friends of the last God knows how many years are in Atlanta. And when I'm saying, I was talking shit earlier about, like, you know, neighbors who became friends or or whatever the case is, those people, and if you ever listen, you are my friends and you were my friends so I could just walk down the street and we could play with the kids or, you know, have a beer or whatever the case may be. I don't have any of that now. Now I only have family members and people I've known for 25 years, which is great, but I don't have like a network of casual acquaintances that you just wave to and talk shit to on the way to the car. Also, very candidly, People in, I just don't have the relationships, but I was going to say very candidly, people in Southern California or anywhere else are not as friendly as people in the South. So there's that also. Uh, Watching a car slowly drive by wondering why is that man, why does he have all these microphones 
and audio engineers outside his car as he's sitting in there talking to the visor. I want to try to capture that. I want to try to underline that. The people that I'm back among now are old, literally, but old in my life, deep, long-tenured, complex, not complicated, relationships that I've had for a very long time. The relationships I've had in Atlanta, particularly with uh, people I've become friendly with through my, my daughter, they're more recent, and they're not as complex, and they're probably easier and quicker and, you know, more inclined to want to go to the pool and get a beer and take the kids and throw them in the water or whatever. I don't have any of that in California. I don't have any, there's no small talk in my life here. So while I was on a run on Saturday, the run that I replicated on, on, sun, on Sunday, I'm just talking here. It's been a while since I've found my place, so my head is uh, a little cloudy, and that's what you're experiencing here. I ran by the bar. I ran by the bar on Saturday morning. Um, I knew my wife and daughter were on some errand somewhere. I think they were going to Home Depot. Oh, because my wife said, <laughs> of course, as my daughter always says, what is what is Ba doing? Baba, she calls her Baba. What is Baba doing? Why did she do that? And I said, if you're ever wondering, you know, more, normally you can say, why does someone do something? It's for money. But when she asks what my wife is doing, I tell her, anything she does, invariably, is to make our lives better. And I think that's really kind of, I say it so much to my daughter, I think it's landed, because tonight at dinner she said, what we should do is tomorrow we should make a big card writing all the things down that we uh, like about Baba. And and she's right. And, and a sweetheart for thinking to do that. And when we've seen Cesar Chavez, she said, is he dead? And I said, he is. She has said, is he in heaven? And I said, uh, I don't know. And she said, is heaven real? I said, uh, you know what? Literally, nobody knows the answer to that question. I didn't say, what do you think? I didn't go, no, bro, it's not. You shouldn't believe that. <laughs> but she said to me, is heaven real? And I, I've never been more confident in any statement that I've ever made in my life, and that is no one knows. I didn't get into some people believe, other than, you know, my wife does that with her occasionally. Well, you know, some people believe this, other people believe that. I just said, literally, no one knows. So, I don't have the small talk, quick banter. We have kids together in this struggle, in this journey to raise them and work and all this other stuff. With anybody here yet, I don't, I'm, I don't, you know, I have some neighbors that are, uh, you know, a little more probably energetic about interacting than I'd like to be just now just trying to you know I, I don't like to I don't like to get in bed on the first date you know I mean it on the first day of course but I'm, you know what I mean socially socially I'm slower socially I don't like to fuck I know I'm all over the map but I'm gonna keep the thread going the other day we had another event my daughter's school another play date really good the school is very good at 
socializing the parents, socializing the kids, demystifying the process. It's really nice getting the parents together. You'll be part of the same community. And fucking zany dad was there. <laughs> oh my god, comics. You know the comic who is always on and never turns it off in the green not in the green room. Green room it's like there's good riffs, but you know you can walk into someone talking about, "Yeah, man, and then my uh, I just got divorced or somebody got shot and the guys like running riffs like, "Oh, well, really? You know, maybe he should have killed himself." <laughs> This guy was so fucking... It's annoying, is what I'm saying. This guy was so zany that uh, I had to walk away. <laughs> and I looked back over seven minutes later, and my wife was there talking to him and his wife. So it was the three of them, and I just walked away. Like, I don't know, dude. Just don't be zany guy. Don't, you know, wear a hat. He reminded me of like a guy who wore a hat with a propeller or something. It's just too much. I looked at his wife like, is this your, is this your man? And who I did see that I want to hang out with at my daughter's school, the parents, there's like this fucking, the most Euro couple over the top. They look like they went into a, what's the right way to say it? If Ross Dress for Less sold only the highest end shit, so it's like over the top, garish, super popular wherever they're from. I don't, you know, when they could be from fucking San Diego for all I know. But, you know, you know what I mean when I say where they're from? <laughs> it's uh, not where I'm from, culturally. The flex in their clothes. So all their clothes were, you know, like Prada seeming. And like the guy who wears Gucci slides for 600 bucks or whatever. All of this stuff, so over the top hair sprayed to the moon, asked the whole thing. I was like, this, these are my people. They're not my people. They're, they're the opposite of my people. But only on surface level. I think if you, if we get, when we get to know each other, we're going to find out we have a lot in common. We like to have a good time. <laughs> we like to send our kids to good schools and we like to enjoy ourselves. Anyway, zany dude. My daughter, I meant, I'm sorry, I'm trying to work back. Cesar Chavez, my daughter, is having real. I went for my run. I get, without this small, without these small interactions, I don't have small talk BS. Some neighbors are a little enthusiastic for me. I don't like to, you know, on the first night... I stop at the bar, which is on Saturday I did a three-mile run, and then on Sunday I did a four-mile run. I'm getting back into running shape. I know you're excited about that. I stop at the bar. I'm two miles in, so I'm, I'm two-thirds of the way there. And I, I, I see him. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. I see the bartender there, and there's the one guy down at the bar who's, you know, drinking one-and-one at uh, 10 in the morning as as you do when you're that guy see my bartender friend and say hey man can I I just it blurted it out I don't know where it came from beautiful day empty bar I said hey man can I can I bring you some lunch and he goes that sounds great sure thanks so I walked in we talked about it 
that just came out of nowhere, totally spontaneous. But I think I was yearning for a little uh, just BS, small talk. Not new relationship making with the neighbors, which is probably why I'm a little slow to, you know, dive into that. And not the, uh, you know, not family. Not not that that's bad, but, you know, this is, this is just like, let's just talk talk about nothing. So I said to him, can I bring you some lunch? He said, great. I get in there. We start talking. Uh, do you, he's like, how close do you want to go? You want Mexican? I'm like, I can always have Mexican. I'm just about over done. I, I have it so much. I, I need to, uh, we're getting the, we're, we're building the system and the structure in this house and, you know, the right food and all that stuff. We're getting back to it. We're making smoothies and espressos. It's coming together, but we still have a, too much takeout for our, our own good. So he said, right, well, if you have a, you're going to drive? And I'm like, I'm happy to drive. He said, what about this place uh, for a sandwich? I said, great. He goes, what do you want? And he said, you know, as a matter of fact, they're so big, we could split one. I said, that's fine. He goes, well, what do you want? I said, I can have anything on a sandwich except mayonnaise. And then the guy who's been drinking one and ones down here at the end of the bar goes, a man after my own heart. I'm like, yeah, fucking mayonnaise is gross, dude. It's, I'm not judging you. I said, the only thing mayonnaise is good for, and I didn't have a, I didn't have a punchline. And he goes, making chicken salad. I was like, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, I've always heard, never eat chicken salad unless you made it. But that's all I said. I said, anything. I said, you could put, you can put you roast beef and jalapenos. You can put turkey, Swiss, Dijon mustard, just anything but the avocado. Anything but this godforsaken mayonnaise. And he goes, great, I'll call it in. And I said, perfect, call it in half an hour. I'll run home, I'll change, I'll get in the car, drive to the sandwich shop, come back. And I did it. I got two bags of chips. I took him to the bar, had lunch with him at 11 a.m., which, you know, for me now, I'm, 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 I'm without time zone. So I feel like that's an uh, early lunch West Coast, late lunch East Coast. You know, I'm getting up at 6, 6.30, something like that. Uh, my schedule is oriented now around still the East Coast. My, I have not changed my, I've not changed my watches. That's, I'm still, I'm still one foot in, one foot out. I sold it, sold out, but not bought in. And we sat there for twenty minutes. He's like, "What are you, what are you gonna have with it?" I'm like, "I'm gonna, try, I'll try a Diet Coke, but I'm." I don't imagine it'll taste that good. You know, it's a, it's a bar. It's, it's not a it's not a restaurant that serves Diet Coke. So it's going to come from a gun. And sure, he's like, but I said, I'll have a Diet I'll try a Diet Coke in, you know, ice water with lemon. And he gives me a Diet Coke. And sure enough, it was disgusting. And, but we sat there. We shared two bags of potato chips and, you know, split them up. Talk small talk about... All these people we knew from a hundred years ago, what became of that person? Are they still alive? Did they have kids? Did, you know, she has, his mom has dementia, anything like that. Had lunch with him for 20 minutes or so, maybe 25. Got back in the car, drove home. And it was like, okay, I'm coming back. 
And this guy and I, I want to be very clear, we were not great friends when I lived in, when I lived in San Diego previously. He's just, a, I, I like him and he was always nice, always smiled. And I never probably had much of an opinion about him. I mean, certainly not unfair. He didn't make the strongest impression other than nice guy, which is saying a lot in this world. Say somebody's a nice, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I don't know if I mentioned on the last podcast, and if I did, I apologize, but he, I had a girlfriend in San Diego, like, way before, I mean, I've had several while I've been married, but <laughs> I've had, uh, I had a girlfriend way early in my 20s, uh, before my wife and I got together, and the only funny thing I'll say about this guy is, when my wife and I went into the bar, 20 years ago. All right, so I had this girlfriend when I was like 23. And then 10 years later, my wife and I are in this bar, married, or yeah, just barely married, and he's bartending there. And he's been there for 21 years or whatever it is now. And he comes up, he's like, hey man, great to see you. And this is 20 years ago, right? Trying to keep the timeline straight. Hey man, great to see you. How are you? And then I introduce him like, this is my wife. You know, he's got married or whatever. And he goes, oh, great. Hey, do you ever talk to <laughs> he, your ex-girlfriend? Is who he's talking. He is asking me about my ex-girlfriend in front of my wife. <laughs> who, believe it or not, everyone, still remembers that. <laughs> and then he, she was, anyway. So she still, I'm going to turn the air off now. Uh, she still remembers that. So it was great. And then, all right, where are we here? Cesar Chavez? Yes. So then I had the sandwich with him, drove home, and I knew that they were uh, at Farmer's Market. Not farm. Jesus. That's where they should have been on Saturday as Farmer's Market. But instead, they went to Home Depot because of my wife is doing one thing for us. It is trying to make our lives better. And sure enough, she had said to me that morning, I'm going to go to Home Depot and get a few tarps. For the house, just in case something happens. Nothing happened, by the way, like as, as, aside from that big branch breaking. She said, I'm going to get some tarps. Do you have any requests? That's something we say to each other when one of us is out of the house. Do you need anything or do you have any requests? And I said to her, I'll take a sip of water here. Yes, would you, I would prefer if you got blue tarps. And she laughed. Hopefully you laughed too. Hopefully I, I set it up well enough and then it wasn't too long of a, too long of a distance between what I, how the setup and punchline. But I was like, hey, would you see if they have any blue tarps? <laughs> I don't get it because they're all fucking blue, Okay. The storm was wonderful that morning. I saw the guy again, and I saw I'm like I saw the guy drinking at the bar, having one and ones again. I'm like, oh, you're the mayonnaise dude, and I realized that I took you far into the weeds. I was going somewhere with that, though. I don't know. So that's how my day. But so the day started running on flat ground in cool temperature 
misting. It was just it was the perfect run. And all the while I'm running like this I'm not like this is I did all this for you for my daughter, but I'm like this is good for her that I'm running and I'm hopefully this will help me live longer. And that was it. And then we spent the whole day inside essentially. After that. And it's a good thing we did that because I spent, I'm not exaggerating, six hours putting together something that my wife bought online. She bought from Amazon, of course. I spent six, and what it is, this is my wife trying to make our lives better. And you know what, trying to make your lives better. We have some environmental consciousness. We're not shell oil you know what i mean we're not saudi arabia shout out to my listeners in saudi arabia thank you for everyone in riyadh and um there's one other one on the on the uh whatever the geography of uh spotify that tells me that you're uh listening in saudi arabia i can't remember the other city is is it jeddah J-E- anyway, there's a touch of environmental awareness in our house. So my wife, here's the awareness, level of awareness. My daughter and I were walking down that busy street where the bar is, but we were not near the bar today, this evening. We just went down there in the uh, late afternoon for a walk. And just, to, you know, what's the tattoo parlor doing? And there's the barber shop, and uh, you can get your car washed here and your brakes fixed here and just you know, city, city stuff. Just take a little walk for about an hour and just talk about, talk about whatever. Uh, talk about how to pronounce Cesar Chavez. And we're holding hands, walking down the street, walking down the sidewalk. And my daughter sees, and it's a city. So, you know, there's some griminess. My daughter sees a piece of paper about 10 feet in front of her, just underlining the environmental awareness in her home. And she said, as she drops my hand, she slips out of it, which always, you know, it's a it's a strong signal when, when your kid pulls their hand out of your hand because it's like your first thought is, oh, shit, I got to make sure that they don't run into traffic or uh, do something to endanger themselves. Then second, maybe, is are they trying to assert themselves and tell me to go fuck myself? <laughs> but third, what she was doing is she's saying, I'm going to go pick up that piece of I was like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go pick up that piece of paper just a piece of paper on the ground like whatever uh, regular eight and a half by 11 piece of paper like half of that maybe it's like a flyer from one of the you know uh, piercing salons or cbd shops or whatever it's just like a half half of a flyer from a, a hookah lounge and i said well i said it's garbage but i said why are you picking up because it's litter which is, you know, she knows is a big no-no. Um, I said, is it because it litter? Is it because it's litter? And she said, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, what a sweet child. She said, yes, I want the earth to be happy. I mean, come on. Listeners of this podcast, can you see? Can you let that sink into your beautiful, hardened hearts? A child picks up garbage next to... Someone sleeping on the ground's bare, crusty feet, untended toenails, 
and says, I, my daughter puts her face about nine inches from this unhoused. By the way, the San Diego Union Tribune says homeless like a mother mother, like a mawful. They say homeless all the time. So unhoused, homeless, bums, whatever you call them. I'm just kidding. Whatever you call them. Uh, San Diego Union Tribune is still using homeless. This unhoused person there, uh, my daughter put her face like nine inches away from this person's feet just to get this piece of paper so that the earth could be happy. How how sweet is that? My daughter is really, my kid is just better than every, that's how it happens, people. You see your daughter do something like that and you're like, you know what? They are better than everybody else. Um, that's the level of environmental awareness, and she gets all of that from school, not from us, or from her mom, because, you know, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I'm just waiting to see, really, you know, what the the global warming controversy is. My wife gets, she buys this thing from Amazon, which is a, a cabinet-like looking structure that would have two separate drawers left and right and imagine it coming about to your waist and I say waist as somebody who's 5'10 so it comes up to about right there let's say table height maybe a little bit a little bit taller than table height and so you have two drawers right and left as if you would put you know scissors or junk drawer or whatever shit in there and then below those two drawers two long um, slide out cabinety things essentially what it is is the left and right slide out cabinety things which is not a really good description they allow you to put trash in one of them and recycling in the other so it's a cat it's it's a it's a system that has a left and a right and each of them would ultimately have a trash can put in them one for recycling one for trash that because we that the house does not have that set up and my wife you know is trying to make all of our and when i say all of our lives i'm talking about everyone on this this mortal coil's lives better and it took me 6 hours and i was not dicking around 6 hours to put this thing together it could have it could not have had more parts i'm you know what i'm going to do i'm going to when I post this podcast episode, I am going to post on Instagram the actual uh, podcast thing that you see on my story that says episode whatever and the title and what it talks about. And right after that, I'm going to post this little video of all the different parts and the quote unquote instructions. <laughs> it was mind boggling. But. There I was, home with my family, at peace. Was I embarking on a tool, a, a task that was going to take me six hours, that was going to keep me from attending to, from enjoying me time, from going to sleep, taking a nap? My me time was putting this goddamn cabinet thing together. But all the while, it was like, I'm really in this place of whatever. I mean, it's always been top of mind, but whatever 
is best for my wife is gonna is is guiding my actions you know i'm comfortable with this she would rather do that fuck it let's go so anyway i'm and also considering it's it's only heightened that and and i probably should do it more i should probably be better a more attentive lover should probably be better for her but the actions that i undertake are very much compelled by my thinking what's best for her and it's only uh strengthened since we've had a child what uh well her being a hero because in part i'm thinking everything she does is for us what am i gonna do like oh fuck i don't want you put this together it was six hours i'm sitting in my car in the front of my house rubbing the palm of my hand because i have screwdriver hand i have like a blister and callus from doing this there might have been i don't know 400 screws that i screwed in yesterday <laughs> it was wild so i'm going to post when i put when i post the uh social media the, the what is it that spotify thing i gotta use more specific language when i post the spotify episode description on my story saying check it out the new podcast episode is up immediately after that i'm going to post a, a small video i took of all of the different pieces and parts that went into this goddamn thing that i put together yesterday and and the instructions are just like <laughs> you figure it out bro and you know what i did I did right before we went to bed because we had, I'm just saying, last Thursday when I should have been recording a podcast, family and friends. Friday, could have, should have, would have, family and friends. Saturday, family and friends. Sunday even, and Saturday I was like, you know, I could record a quick podcast, put it out. Fuck it, I'll just talk to them on Tuesday. Sunday, could have, should have, would have, family and friends. Even Monday, this afternoon, family and friends over. It's, and, and I think, I think today, Tuesday, my wife's mom's supposed to come to town. It's a lot, but we're getting there. It's a, it's a, it's a work in progress. I, I, uh, I'm glad I, I came out here. I appreciate you listening. I, I have not felt, I felt connected to the audience of the podcast uh, psychically, mentally, uh, but I have not had a lot of time to sit down and do the podcast the way the podcast, uh, I believe should be done, which is like, oh, I'm doing 20 minutes here, 20 minutes. That's just bullshit. So this was good to sit down chat. Uh, I hope you're well in your pursuits. I hope you are the usual doing more of what makes you feel most like yourself. I hope you're, uh, setting small goals. I hope you have a plan a vision of where you want to go and that you're executing it and uh, i will talk to you on friday so have a great week and i'll talk to you at the end of this one